ready to launch? Yes. Let's go. Welcome to Lawyers Who Launch, the podcast hosted by two law school besties who practice law and are now ready to inspire and empower you to take positive steps in your professional and personal life to find joy and fulfillment. Today, we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. I feel like I've seen this term everywhere lately. Me too. And quick disclaimer, we are not mental health professionals. We are just discussing our own experiences and encourage you to see a mental health professional if you need professional advice. So even though we've seen it everywhere, let's start by defining what it is. Imposter syndrome is constantly doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. You may not feel worthy of the accolades that you receive. You may feel like your success is only due to external factors, that it has little to nothing to do with the hard work you put in or your abilities. It may also be holding an unrealistic view of what you believe other people's competency and skill levels are. Even if they don't talk about it, a lot of people in your circle have probably felt imposter syndrome at one time or another. In fact, it most often affects high-achieving individuals. Haley, I know I experienced this in law school. I came out of college with high grades, department awards, and a scholarship to law school. Suddenly, I'm in a school full of the highest achievers, in a super competitive environment. Talk about a breeding ground for imposter syndrome. It's no surprise that very smart, very capable people may end up feeling as if they're not good enough. While our paths to law school were very different, I worked in a law firm for a couple of years after college before entering law school. I also had a lot of success in high school and college. And I went into law school thinking that it would be a similar experience, and it was not. So, Amy, for you, what ways did you find imposter syndrome manifesting itself? I found that I was constantly doubting myself, and I had a lot of negative self-talk. What about you, Haley? I think the culture shock of law school was really hard for me. And I was definitely stuck in a negative self-talk circle. I also found that a surprising factor was the total lack of feedback on coursework until final exams. I had never experienced this before. And I know I already said culture shock multiple times, but truly I felt like an alien. I completely agree. There's no good way to gauge how you're doing in the course until the final exam and then your final grade. Unlike when we started law school, we've recently connected with great communities of people who have made it their mission to prepare prospective law students for what law school is really like. I think this kind of preparation could go a long way in reducing that feeling of imposter syndrome in law school. Now, Haley, moving away from law school, we've mentioned before that we graduated during the Great Recession. 
We graduated law school and had significant competition trying to find employment. Big law firms had gone under, and as new graduates, we were competing with attorneys with three, five, and ten years' experience. It was not easy. It wasn't, but we did land positions working as attorneys within small law firms. Did you find imposter syndrome got better or worse for you once you were out of law school and in practice? For me, I started to realize that there's imposter syndrome and there's inexperience. Law school only prepares you so much. Your first real attorney job can be overwhelming. It's a lot of, you don't know what you don't know. Definitely. And there can be a steep learning curve to the practice of law. A brand new attorney has a lot to learn about the practical aspects of how to practice law, what is customary, and what is expected. For example, by the end of law school, I was so burnt out and had such imposter syndrome. I graduated law school thinking I never wanted to actually practice law. Then we took the bar and we both passed. And we applied for jobs. Talking about inexperience, I remember my first deposition. I had a specific conversation with a senior attorney about the etiquette of a deposition. Who sits where, the order of questions, objections, assertions of privilege. But this was inexperience. And I learned about it and I gained the experience. The more I did, the more successful I was. And it increased my confidence and quelled that imposter syndrome that had been raging by the end of law school. Amy, what do you think about this interplay between inexperience and imposter syndrome? I found that when I started working at the law firm that I'm with now, I was very fortunate that I started with a partner that was very good at making sure attorneys were trained very well and exposed to a variety of matters and client meetings. When it was time for me to meet with my first client by myself, I was a little nervous, but I felt prepared. Imposter syndrome didn't creep in. As a result of that first client meeting and all the client meetings to follow, something I learned about myself is that I'm very good at meeting with clients and reviewing sensitive topics and having difficult discussions. No one likes to think about death and taxes, but more so, people have to be comfortable to disclose if they may be concerned about a grown child's ability to handle money, an addiction in the family, or some other kind of family conflict. This isn't something you can learn from a book. It takes experience, and I think a certain personality, to make people feel comfortable to make such disclosures. Although we have very different practice areas, our initial experiences were similar in that we had and still have mentors that took us under their wings and helped us gain the experience necessary to be successful. You know, Haley, sometimes I think it can be difficult to recognize what is imposter syndrome and what is an experience. The main difference is that an inexperienced attorney can generally reflect and pinpoint what they need to gain more experience or education in. For example, they may not be familiar with the court rules or may lack public speaking experience. 
You can take clear steps to study and practice and improve in those areas. And of course, ask for help. With imposter syndrome, you have the skills, you have the experience, but you just don't think you're competent enough. That's an interesting distinction. And when we were actually able to be in rooms with people that were outside of our family, I remember that I was at a business event and I was surprised at how many people, in particular women, were hesitant to declare themselves as experts in their field. The group was asked in part what they were experts in as sort of an introduction. Many listed various accomplishments, but within the same sentence, they said they did not feel like they were experts in anything. And this was really confusing to me. I specifically remember a few examples that really blew my mind. One woman got up and said that she was currently a stay-at-home mom and a former nurse, but she wasn't an expert in anything. Another person got up and discussed their primary job and their side business, and again said that they were not an expert in anything. And then a third person got up and talked about being a foster parent and a small business owner, but not an expert in anything. This was wild to me. And clearly the way I'm speaking about it, it still is. I'm a firm believer that everyone is an expert in something. For these people to openly acknowledge their accomplishments and in the same breath almost disparage themselves made me want to give each of them a hug and also yell, you are an expert in something that you just listed. You know, I think when people are hesitant to call themselves an expert, it may be because they think the quote-unquote real experts have something they don't. But in the examples you listed, it sounds like the only thing the real experts have that they don't is the confidence to name it. There's that imposter syndrome rearing its ugly head. Now, Haley, if we could go back to our law school selves in the depths of imposter syndrome, what would we say to them? Knowing what we know now, what advice would we give to them? Well, first, Amy, what do we always say? Say it out loud. Acknowledge how you are feeling without judgment. After you say it out loud, write it down. Look at it in black and white. For some reason, seeing it in writing can help to work through whatever it is you're going through, and you can be truly honest about your abilities. What do you think? I would tell us to have someone with a strong knowledge of our abilities, like a trusted mentor, professor, or friend, help you to evaluate whether you are honestly assessing your abilities. As we said earlier, is this imposter syndrome? or inexperience that can be overcome. I think we definitely relied upon each other in law school and had some pretty honest and raw conversations about our feelings, but our friendship was still pretty new at that point, and we probably could have even been more open with each other. But beyond law school, what do you think about keeping imposter syndrome at bay once you are in practice? As you enter into practice, Keep a list of your accomplishments, 
the clients you've truly helped, and the positive work you have done. Use it as a reference when you start to doubt your abilities. As we discussed, there's a difference between imposter syndrome and inexperience. A trusted mentor, a supportive firm, and dedication to your practice area will help you to overcome your inexperience. Most importantly, realize you're not alone. Many professional people face periods of self-doubt. So Amy, we've said a lot out loud today, but what do you need to say out loud this week? This week, I think I need to recognize that I can't go back and change how I felt during law school, but I can be proactive in recognizing and squashing imposter syndrome now. What about you, Haley? Well, in part, I want this platform to be a place for professionals to come for support and to gain confidence in their skills and practice area. So I'm going to say out loud that that is part of our mission. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Give us a follow at Lawyers Who Launch on Instagram and check out our website, LawyersWhoLaunch.com for more. Have a great day.